Hold on. This is the home stretch. All teams have just four games remaining of the regular season. Oh, and this here, this here's a 10-win podcast. Yes, this here is the push-off. Everybody, welcome, friends, to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast. It's your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's Dan. I promise to stop the podcast if there's signs of a head injury, right? <laughs> yeah, well, somebody's got to. You got to. Got to shut that stuff down. Make sure everybody's safe. Yeah, a lot of people missing it. Unlike Aguilar. Oh. Devontae Adams, man. Yeah. Oof. He's got some things to say this week. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, he's right about a lot of them. <laughs> We're not getting into yeah, it right now, yeah. but I mean, my goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah, there, no, there's plenty of that stuff. Um, no, what we have is the final bye weeks cleared through this week. Uh, six teams on a bye week, so if you were trying to lock up something in fantasy, good luck. That's why it's there for a killer but uh anyways if your team was um, loaded with falcons bears packers colts saints or commanders players you weren't in the playoffs anyway so don't worry about it, it. i guess it worked out that way for you those, know yeah you know how i know because i was loaded with falcons bears packers colts and saying <laughs> i didn't make the playoffs in any league fuck me uh but this week wasn't just for the good teams you had some uh, crazy wins for for teams uh, on the lower end you had some uh blowouts for teams that will still be in the playoffs it's a wild wild uh week 14 and at least yeah with just uh four weeks after this with just what would usually be a quarter i mean there's that extra game in there but like the last quarter of the season i just call it the home stretch you know yeah this that's is the home stretch that's, that's what i put at the top all right so game of the week game of the week for this one uh there's a handful it could be and uh so we're gonna get fun with it it we're gonna go all the way back as far as we can because Thursday nights have not been fun for no. a while and this one though the game itself is whole kind of boring it led to quite the story and that is the Baker Mayfield comeback in just a few days in, to beat the Raiders uh, and his new team the LA Rams did you know Baker Mayfield's on the Rams <laughs> that just happened uh, Baker found out while he was in the game winning drives oh shit I'm on the Rams fuck yeah I think what he was picked up from waivers when we were recording last week, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it's that little bit. Uh, I don't think he was with the team at that point, but uh, played on Thursday. Um, Carr threw two interceptions, had a bad game. Josh Jacobs did have a good one. Raiders were up though, sixteen to three. The Rams' first touchdown with three twenty left in this game. They left too much time for Baker. <laughs> Second week in a row. That a Thursday yeah. night game was sixteen to three, and some motherfucker comes back. Now, once it was Tom Brady, 
<laughs> which is totally forgivable. Like, you're not going to put a gun in your mouth because Tom Brady came back on you with four minutes to go. That's like right. a fucking, that's almost a badge of honor. But Baker fucking Mayfield with a two days? The guy knew eight plays. Yeah. That's all he did. He no knew playbook. eight plays. And my favorite thing was in the post game. So he leads this 98-yard drive. Fucking goes right to uh, what's his nuts, uh, Van Jefferson. Van, yeah. And in the post game, he goes, "I don't know why they're playing press man because as soon as I saw press man, we had like fucking four seconds left. I was like, Van, just win, win heads up. You've got, you've got to be fucking kidding me, Raiders. Like to go yeah. into full prevent defense, like prevent defense does not work. Prevent defense does not work. I don't know why people keep doing it. It drives me fucking crazy." To give up a Baker Mayfield touchdown with less than two minutes to go, you've got to be shitting me. You've got to be shitting me. This is this is the worst thing that's happened to Josh McDaniels all year. And that is saying yeah. something. He's had seven, sorry, eight horrific losses. Like, horrific. All the losses have been bad. Um, this is just an extra special one that like tears the fucking heart out of the team. This was a Raiders team that if had they gone six and seven are in the heart of the AFC seven seed race, they're out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. over. That's all it was taking. There was an opportunity there. The Rams, you know, were throwing whatever they needed to out there. Wolford started this game, but he handed off three times. It was the first drive and then that was it. Uh, the rumor thing I read online is that there's some qualification for so many games, so many years in the league. Yeah, in the league, and maybe that qualified him. This little start did or something, which would be very nice in a lost season for the Rams to do. Uh, but I don't know. I don't quite understand because now he's also questionable, and Mayfield's going to be the starter moving forward, etc. The Rams have nothing left to to win this year no i mean they're they're not they're not technically eliminated um uh, but emotionally yeah, they're no, eliminated they, yeah yeah they're not going anywhere but baker mayfield uh is now the starting quarterback of the, of the la rams for the rest of the season <laughs> it, <laughs> it seems weird to say it's a great opportunity for him though you know it's a great oh, yeah. opportunity for baker a game like this made baker at least two million dollars this made Baker Mayfield at least $2 million. He looked energized. He looked like the team leader that he, he looked in the first two years in, in Cleveland. Um, you know, he's got to make better decisions. He's You can't leave it to the end of the fourth quarter uh, to win this game. Like, he needed to have been making better plays um, earlier in the game. But you can say, if he has a good, you know, four day four games down the road here, you know, you can say, hey, listen, he was just getting his feet under him. Um, right. But if Baker Mayfield does what Baker Mayfield tends to do and, you know, be a roller coaster type quarterback and have a shitty final four games, you know, there's no quarterback controversy in L.A. <laughs> if Baker Mayfield does great, you know, then he maybe gets himself a backup job in L.A. Maybe Matt Stafford's got one more year. Maybe that's a place he wants to be. You know, this right, is a great no opportunity way. for both the team and the player. In a QB, uh, starving league that there's no way Baker Mayfield plays himself back into a chance to take up somewhere else next year is there in four games absolutely there is you think so absolutely I mean he was a first overall pick you got to take that into consideration people love their 
first round quarterbacks uh, just by title alone. So he's yeah, not. I mean, he's not blamed for what happened. No quarterback, no single individual is ever blamed for what happens on the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah, but he also came into Carolina. Well, where everybody Carolina was a mess too. Matt yeah. Rule was like, "Give me somebody to f- help me fix this sinking ship." The best thing for Baker Mayfield would just be to sit down with Sean McVay and say, "Please keep me here." Yeah. Just give me yeah. a year. Give me a year where I can actually have a competent fucking offensive coordinator for the and first time I in my won't life. Throw three interceptions a game. Yeah, that's what Baker's going to do. And you know, he what they gave a bunch of money to Blake Bortles. So that's something Rams love to do. That's true. Uh, yeah, he's he's a better backup option currently than Blake Bortles. Currently, <laughs> probably. Probably for his span, too. I don't know. Yeah, That's a tough one to Blake say. Blake Bortles had a better year. Blake Bortles' best year was better than any Baker Mayfield year. <laughs> well, yeah, that one year is a quite outstanding year for I'm, Blake Bortles. I can't explain I love it. that we're talking about Blake. Um, so, Baker Mayfield gets a long week here. Uh, baby bye, as we call yeah. him, uh, to get ready for the Green Bay Packers Monday night, going on the road, Rams at Packers. Is it too much time for Baker Mayfield? Uh, is he learning too much of the playbook heading into Monday night? Well, who says he's learning oh. the playbook? Maybe they just didn't yeah. give him one. They're like, no, nah, fuck, <laughs> fuck it, Baker. You know, we'll get to this one, but I get to pick first. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> true. But I mean, think about it this way, right? What did we say about Jared Goff? We said Sean McVay gets him to the yep. fucking line of scrimmage and is chirping Talks in his easy. ear. I think uh, O'Connell does it with uh, Cousins at times now. I think so too. So if he's yeah. chirping in his fucking ear the whole time, you're going to have a situation where maybe this Baker Mayfield character has a bit of a chance against the Green Bay Packers. But you pick first, you know, your temporary yeah. lead. Um, Packers are coming off that bye, so they have a full bye to the Rams' baby bye. Yeah, it... It's wild. It could be either way. Packers might be feeling good because they beat the Bears, and I think the Rams are kind of down there with the Bears as, as one of those bad teams this year. So I will take Packers at home in this one. I have to as well. I was looking at the uh, status of Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald's playing in this game, I think it's a different situation, but it looks like he's probably mm-hmm. not coming back this year. There's no real reason for him. With Cooper Cup out, Aaron Donald out, it's backups yeah. looking for a job. It's all the big hitters, all the big hitters for the Rams. So, you know. The guys who got got their ring finally, like, yeah, we're good. I mean, Cooper Cup's got a long year, uh, career ahead of him, but oh, the sure. rest of this. But they both got their money come. and their ring. Yeah, this year yeah. is not a man. Right. This is money. not a make or break year for them. Um, so let's talk about Monday night of the previous week. Uh, Patriots Cardinals. 27 to 13 the Patriots win this I got you on this one Dan maybe you would have picked differently if you knew Kyler Murray was going to come up lame on the third play from scrimmage maybe you wouldn't I mean Colt McCoy is a fine backup when you need him but in this one yeah tears his ACL carted off the field I think that is a whatever you feel of your starting quarterback and Kyler Murray as a player it's still probably a big old hit to the team when you see that stuff um they were in it, though. I mean, they had a lead at half. They were yeah. up a field goal. This thing was uh, – t- they just didn't show up for the second half. It was all Patriots' second half. Well, the Patriots actually made tremendous corrections in the second half, yeah. which was nice. I mean, it, it, it really did feel like, oh, okay, you know, we always say Colt McCoy's a pro. Colt McCoy prepares like he's going to be the starter because, you know, uh, 
Kyler Murray is just a collection of corpse ligaments and bones now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Cole McCoy is like, all right, I'm ready to go. Cole McCoy had a decent game. It wasn't fucking atrocious. His, his interception wasn't great, but it, it wasn't like a backbreaker, um, you know, still in the third quarter. But they just couldn't, to your point, get anything going. They couldn't get the run game going. They had negative yardage on multiple possessions. It was just... It's just bad. Just not a good showing. And the Patriots have always done a great job of taking away your best player. I know DeAndre Hopkins had, you know, seven catches, but they didn't let DeAndre explode uh, at no. any point in time. Like, they they had that guy fucking covered. Um, James Conner had a good game, but once again, they were focused on DeAndre and with Colt McCoy, you know, Robbie Anderson got a few more touches, but it, <laughs> it wasn't... Uh, yeah, they were out of it. You could tell about midway through the third quarter that the Patriots had turned the screws tight enough that they weren't getting out. Yeah, they had to turn to Connor because, yeah, Hopkins wasn't going to kill him. And then Patriots' defense is no joke. They're pretty yeah. good. It's just they don't have an offensive uh, personality. I don't know. That's not the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they just don't have, like, a look to them of – what they're uh how how they're supposed to go out and win so their defense is what they hang their 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 hat on and they did good in this one six sacks three for uche uh mighty fine game for the for the patriots in prime time they trying to keep some playoff hopes alive seven and six is just it's in a tough spot in that division in in a playoff uh, wild card race now because it's obviously wild card probably for the Patriots. Oh here. yeah, but I mean with a with a loss by a Vegas team that looked to be charging with you know another we'll get into it another loss by the Jets in division like you have an opportunity here, Patriots fans. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is not going to be the end of the world. I mean a seventh seed still puts you in a an interesting wild card. Um, you're That's probably... right. They are sitting at the seventh seed right now. Yeah. yeah, I just pulled that up. Seven and six, though, is this? Yeah, same as Chargers, Jets. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about Kansas City Chiefs win. Uh, usually, this team, you know, is blowing out uh, their opponents, and we're putting them in the two minute no offense, or they're losing tight games to those good teams, the the Bengals that they did recently. This one dominated the first half over the Denver Broncos like we knew they would. Mm-hmm. 27 to nothing they were ahead. Um I didn't we didn't pick the next week's game yet. I skipped over a game, but we're going to come back to it. That's true. Um so they uh they're ahead 27 to nothing at the half because we're already talking about Chiefs. I'm moving forward. Uh but they kind of went to sleep. Denver Broncos came crawling back in this one. It was a one-score game late in the third. Uh, Kansas City got their last touchdown. Uh, Wilson goes out with, after th- uh, probably his best game, three touchdowns, yeah. he didn't have an interception, gets knocked out with a concussion, and a, a bad Leading one too. a really good drive too. <laughs> yeah, that's right, leaning down to what and goal, I think, after the uh, the, the sneak or at least uh, inside the 10-yard line. Yeah. Um, we all have very nice TVs now and the, the cameras can zoom in. And that was a bad look because he was dazed and confused there on the ground for that concussion. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Didn't mean to come out that way, but yes. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. I mean, the good thing is they went, Oh yeah, he's fu-. like, I don't know why we're zooming in on the face. Like you could tell from the way he hit the turf and the way he was laying there, he was out. Like the yeah. the fucking cobwebs were uh, 
were cleared with that hit. Um, I, I think the best thing to happen to Russell Wilson for the rest of the season, I, I mean this in a strange way, is for Russell Wilson to be done for the year. There's no reason for Russell Wilson to keep at it. Like, this is a bad fucking team. Clearly, he needs to rework some shit in the offseason. This is an opportunity for him to go into concussion protocol, maybe miss one week, two weeks, get Brett yeah. Rippon in there. And people can see that Brett Rippon's not much better. You know, Brett Rippon is yeah. not. If Brett Rippon comes out here and throws 400 yards, five touchdowns a game, yeah, Whoops. Russ, you got a problem on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> but you did that to Matt Flynn once, so whatever. You know, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. It, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think people are going to see, oh, okay, the offense isn't all Russell Wilson's fault. Maybe we should fire this fucking Hackett idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the best thing that could happen to him is maybe miss a couple games. I'm sure he wants to play, but you got that money. You know, I love the Russell Wilson's trying to throw more TDs than he has bathrooms in his house. Uh, yeah, that's which is, it's great. I mean, would mean if, if he doesn't come back, it means he comes up short yeah, by one. And I, yeah, I think that'd be one. fine. I think that'd be okay. You know, just call it a lost year and, you know, get an off season, a full off season with the team. Um, they can make some changes. I think that's a good, that's a good option for him. He was having a it, good game. Just leave on this positive note of yeah. things aren't all Plus, bad. Broncos out of playoff contention mathematically now yeah, too. Yeah, they're eliminating. So that makes sense too. They actually eliminate. You can just put it away. They're they have the number two pick right now. Holy oh shit! Oh my god! Holy shit! You lost the number two pick for this shit. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, at least you're handing it out a conference. At least it was that far away. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna be hard to outlive that, and then Seattle just gets to scoop that up. Yeah, boy. Um. Okay. So what this leads to is the Denver Broncos at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals coming off that that awful one there. It's you know uh, Colt McCoy moving forward here, and I think because it is Colt McCoy playing. Well, no, because Denver's gonna. I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals on the road. I like Cole McCoy better than a Brett Rippon probably led Broncos team. I do like Cole McCoy better than I like Brett Rippon, but I like the Broncos defense freed from the onus uh, of this bad Russell Wilson offense. Like I said, I don't think Brett Rippon is going to be amazing, but I think Brett Rippon is just trying not to make plays or make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think they're probably going to score 20 points and, Generally, that's enough for the Denver Broncos. So. And for the Arizona Cardinals, if they do, yeah, it might be. Uh, These are two bad teams. So you're right. It's kind of one of those that I could see it going that way. Yeah. So Throw we got, this we're in the two-minute offense no already. This thing's junk. That's It probably is. And then the one that I skipped, Dan, let's go back to it. Patriots at Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I skipped that one for obvious reasons, too. No, the Patriots are in the playoff race, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they're going to Vegas this week. And you know what? I like Vegas. I like Vegas in this one at home. I'm going to take the Patriots. I I know that it's Vegas on the road, but generally, generally, Bill Belichick has something special for his Mm. uh, fucking assistants. That's a good point. That's a good point, too. So I I think uh, this is the weird thing that's happened this year is every single time we're like, what are the Patriots going to do? And when it's like a revenge game, oh, my God, are the Patriots disgusting. Like, yeah, in it. think about what the Patriots did to the Lions, right? Yeah. Because that was a Matt Patricia revenge game, and he won. He won that shit really easy. I think this is going to be the final nail in the coffin of what was the zombie Raiders. Um, you know, 
the fucking <laughs> the Charger. Sorry, the uh, the Rams put one in their head. I think the Patriots put the final one in their head. Double tap them down, and and it's over. Nine wins is not going to get you, in the, or nine losses is not going to get you in the playoffs in the AFC. They've been a, a, like a bounce up and down kind of team since their awful start, the Raiders. So I'm I'm hoping they they bounce back after that. The bat, the rough one uh, that they should have won Thursday night. So we'll see. We got a couple different ones. Uh, let's move on, Dan. Hey, we're going to talk about the battle for Texas. Your Cowboys <laughs> came out on top uh, in a uh, in a surprisingly tight one, I guess twenty three twenty seven. But we expected Cowboys to come out on top. Um, Texans, though, at one point a twenty three to seventeen lead to start the fourth quarter. Were you sweating it at all? No, weirdly enough, <laughs> I was not. I, I know that sounds weird, but like all of the Cowboys' mistakes, all of the mistakes, like the yeah. the big thing is we lost Terrence Steele for the year, who was yeah, turning in a CL. fucking great season on the right side. But, but we've got some pretty decent offensive line coming back. I mean, to talk about this game, we came out, we had a great play, we scored a touchdown, Right. Things were fucking great. We're fucking humming along. We forced the Texans to punt. Fantastic. They punt, and we literally fumble the punt. They score a touchdown 24 yards in, you know, and then now we're suddenly tied. We have a bad drive. They get a field goal. They start getting hyped. Plus, they started doing this weird QB switch with Davis Mills and uh, yeah, what's his Jeff nuts? Driscoll. Yeah, and it wasn't like, you know, Mills wasn't playing his way out of a job, but they had packages for Jeff Driscoll for some to fucking run reason. It. Just to kind of run it, yeah. I mean, what what are you going to lose? I mean, you're one in fucking ten. You just want to see if you can get a little spark coming here and there. So they score a field goal. We go, hey, whatever, man, fuck this. We score a touchdown. We get them to turn it over on downs. Punt, punt. It was an evenly matched first half. I mean, we both ended at 17 to 17. Oh, sorry, 17 to 20 at the end of the first yeah, half. Yeah, they got that last field goal, yeah. And then we just had injuries, mistakes, weird interceptions, but it never felt like we were out of this fucking game. And then to have it in the final two minutes be like, oh, yeah, it's a 98-yard drive. That yeah. Maybe the one time I was worried was when they downed it at the two. I was like, fuck this. First strike out of there, like immediate 21-yard pass. I was like, it's over. That was it. That first Dalton Schultz pass on that final drive, I was like, they're they're fucked. And you could feel the Texans' defense go, ah, shit. Like, if, mm. if we don't stop them there, it's over. The Texans were, to give them credit, the only reason we got that shit on the two is because that was a turnover on downs. Yes. You know, they well, were going he- for the win. Right, and then they had the uh, you guys had that interception deep in the end that you we guys did. stopped them at the goal line too. Another turnover on downs. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, right? that set up the inter- turnover downs. That was nuts because that was late enough with the lead in the game that I don't know. There felt like okay, Texans, you don't screw this up, you're gonna steal this one. Um, but uh, the last drive kind of felt like Cowboys were just kind of lining this up with the end of the game, and they did. They scored with 40 seconds left to take the lead. Um, Davis Mills has a pretty good arm, though, for that final throw. That was a fucking – that was a heave, And how man. about there was no uh, – but their number one wide receiver didn't play in this game again. Cooks. Um, Cooks, but Chris Moore out of nowhere yeah. had himself a career day. So it was like, okay, <laughs> whoever this is, you know. That's the way it so. goes sometimes. I mean, if you're the if you're yeah. the Houston Texans, you're a guy that's third string. 
all you're doing to the coach is being like, give me a shot. What yep. what could you possibly fucking lose? Oh, do you really want to see what you have in Philip Dorsett? You know, is that is that how you want to spend the rest of your life saying I gave Philip Dorsett another shot? No, give me give me something to do. Chris Moore, good for you. Um, you know, this is hopefully not his biggest game of his career, but you know, good to see a little coming out party for the guy, and good to yeah. see that the Houston Texans aren't just laying down and dying too. I mean, this is it's not going to save Lovey Smith's job, but at the same time, you know. Davis Mills is going to get an opportunity somewhere in his career to be a quality backup. Yeah, and the, like he, I think, brought up last week, Texans have pretty much sealed up that first overall pick so they can try a little bit more if that was their plan all along. Uh, but your Cowboys still came out with the win, so everybody wins. Um, they could still the, uh, lose that pick. God, wouldn't it be hilarious if the Denver Broncos were the number one overall pick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Kind of, and then not so, but yeah. Uh, so what it comes down to is the uh, the Texans kind of are continuing their fight for Texas as they play the Chiefs this week. Uh, Chiefs, who used to be a Texas team. Uh, well, this, is the fight for the Texans. You see. this is the fight the, for the for Texans. This is the fight for the Texans. Oh, for the Texans. That's yeah. a good point. Chiefs at Texans is this one. Um, obviously, I think the Chiefs have this one a little bit uh, on, on lockdown. They need the win. They're, they're keeping up with a, a race here for top seeds in the AFC. Um, and even on the road, I feel confident they can take care of business with the one and whatever Houston Texans. I agree. Plus, they just had their trap game against Denver. You know, the yeah. fact that you barely beat Denver by six points, you are coming in here stomping these Texans, especially because you're like, hey, Wide what awake. did they just do to the Cowboys? What almost just happened to us in Denver? Fuck these dudes up at the gate. Don't stop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be let's be focused on this one. Um, speaking of a team not focused, the Tennessee Titans, who are trying to win a division, get beat up at home to a division rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars, thirty-six to twenty-two. It seems like the Trevor Lawrence has an on and off switch, and on Sunday it was on the on side. Mm-hmm. He threw three sixty-eight, three touchdowns, ran one in. He had Ingram going as a tight end. Uh, their kicker was three for three. Look, Henry had a big game. Henry kills the Jaguars, but still not enough. Jaguars took the lead in this one at half, continued it on, and uh, dominated. I will say this about Trevor Lawrence. We have been kind of down on him. Um, he didn't get the elite grade from us right. that everybody was giving out to Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence didn't just look good in this game. Trevor Lawrence looked fantastic in this game against a really good Titans team. He was making good decisions. He was getting the ball out quickly. He was able to scramble and extend plays on rollouts, bootlegs. He looked like a number one overall pick. If I'm a Jaguars fan, I don't care how many more games I win for the rest of the year. This gives me hope for next year. Just this. Games like this with Trevor Lawrence give me a ton of hope for next year. Now, Christian Kirk, who's had a great season, he's staying around. You add one or two more pieces to that offense with Trevor Lawrence progressing like this, you can't say this division's not up for grabs, especially with a descending Titans team. Maybe a couple more defensive players, maybe one or two more pieces on offense. This could be the Jaguars' division to hold on to. I know we've said that before. Um but yeah, the Tennessee Titans don't don't look like a team 
on the ascent. You know, this is why yeah. John Robinson gets fired because there's clear glaring holes in this roster. Uh, yeah, the, the the Titans have a lot of stuff hanging on a big bruising running back who makes his yards by hitting people, and that's wear and tear. And at a certain point, that's going to go away. Uh, shortest shelf life uh, in the NFL might be that that position doing that stuff. Now, Henry is a beast, he's a freak. and I think yeah, he's still going to outstand that. But you know, but Adrian Peterson was a freak too. Yep, and, and he's gone. You know, there's yeah, there's an end for these guys. Time comes and, for us all. And if this is all the Titans are going to do with them, ooh, big old waste. Uh, give it up for the Jaguars, though. Like you said, you're right. Uh, he had the fourth quarter comeback against, I want to say, was it Ravens? Oh, yeah, Something it was against a couple the weeks ago. It, yeah, they went for the win against the Ravens. He looked great, you know. This kind of felt like an all-day look of him uh, really showing up. And you're right. If, he, if the game's finally slowing down for him and given where he's been at and the coaching – flipping he's he's got in his early career this would be very nice for him if everybody stays put the jaguars could end up oh a winning record next year mm, i mean they're five and eight right now this year oh, no no oh, probably not still probably. <laughs> well we're looking at next week cowboys at jaguars your dallas cowboys coming into town uh bringing ty hilton whether he plays or not they signed him um was he i guess he was off the street was he maybe somebody's practice squad or hanging out somewhere no I don't he know. was just hanging out he wasn't on anybody's practice squad i mean he was pretty badly injured over the past um getting healthy past then. two yeah. years yeah he's just getting healthy they said he was working out um but yeah ty hilton against the jaguars i'm very happy to have him um yeah, I just think the ja- a good luck charm jaguars are you know like i said hot and cold I'd be surprised if they come out and, and, and fire it up on the, the Cowboys. We'll see, but I, I'm picking your Dallas Cowboys. T.Y. Hilton against the uh, the Jaguars generally oh, yeah. does pretty well. He's maybe going to get two targets in this game. Um, what is really going to be the difference is our offensive line is getting Tyron Smith back. And if Tyron oh, Smith yes. is healthy... All of a sudden, we've still got to, even with Terrence Steele going out, we've got a really, really good offensive line uh, because we have Tyron Smith coming back. We move the uh, move the other Smith kid to the guard position. Our center and guard and uh, Zach Martin are doing really, really, really well. And then what the fuck is his name? The Jason Peters. Jason Peters is yeah. going to be on the right side. I like this team, and our run game is... It travels, baby, and the defense travels. I think we're going to destroy the Jaguars because we had our trap game already. You're going to start shuffling around an offensive line this late in the season, huh? I don't know. Well, we don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to. Sometimes you lose offensive linemen this late and and bad things happen. Ask the Chiefs. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm trying to scare you. Um, Let's take a break here because when we return – there's not many games left to discuss, and when and we can get ourselves ready for uh, the remainder of this season and a playoff race to continue. Folks, this is the Push Off Podcast.
Hey everybody, thanks for sticking it where you're where you're at. <laughs> I was gonna say sticking it where they're sticking it. Didn't sound right. But I, you know, uh, no no judgments. Good job sticking it where you're sticking it. Continually listening to us, and you're gonna get rewarded with the two minute no offense. Because no offense, but if you're sticking it where you're sticking it, it's generally around <laughs> two minutes, right? Let's be honest with each other. It's only yeah. about two minutes. And also, you know who's sticking it where they shouldn't be sticking it? Uh, the Buccaneers right now. So let's get into it. <laughs> Listen, there's yeah, there's some teams on here that oh boy, you were you were supposed to be you know bubble team, playoff going team. One of you probably is still going to the playoffs, and oh, this is boat not raced. looking great. Yeah. yeah, what's the point? What's the point? Um, you ready? But I'm ready. Only th- only three games. So let's start that clock. And ready to go. I want to start with the Browns losing to the Bengals. The Bengals are for real. 10 to 23. Yeah, I mean, this is what everyone wanted. Uh, this is what everybody needed. This is what everybody thought would happen. And, you know, Joe Burrow looks good. And you know who doesn't look good? You know who doesn't look that good at Cle- all? That Cleveland Browns quarterback. Oh, boy. He looks like shit. He looks We're back. real bad. We're back to that. The Cleveland Browns have made a terrible, terrible mistake at quarterback, and they'll pay for it again. We're all shocked. We're all shocked, shocked. and appalled. Um, Joe Burrow didn't have, like, a great game, uh, but Joe Burrow wins shit now. and uh, Beat the Browns. Hey, beat the Browns, man. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Joe Burrow, I hope he keeps beating the Browns in perpetuity. My God, they're bad. They're just so bad. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the Eagles. Killing another team in this a uh, division rival Giants forty eight to twenty two. They just put up points now. Yeah, this doesn't even help me. Like beating, I, it's fine beating the Giants like this. You know, just having over two hundred yards rushing, just stomping the New York Giants. Like, yeah, and they, you know, they get a garbage time touchdown in the fourth quarter. Like this was not even as close as forty eight to twenty two. That's what no. sucks. Um, yeah, the Giants maybe going to the playoffs, but they're they don't scare anybody. Eagles, seven sacks, three for Graham. They clinch the playoffs. They're the first team to do it. You know, 12, 12 wins will get you get you in the playoffs most years. And then finally, you, you brought it up, the 49ers crushing the Buccaneers. Doesn't Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy, guy who's been in all of these games versus first career start, Mr. Irrelevant, doesn't matter. The Niners killed him. I do love that uh, they have now taken over the Big Dick Nick persona, and they're calling him Big Cock Brock. <laughs> Yes, which I is just that. just hilarious. Um, yeah, the Niners were all over Tampa Bay in this game, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers never really. Oh, there's the timer. There it is. That's about how fast the uh, the Buccaneers were actually competitive in this game too. Were lasted. Yep, twenty to nothing at half. McCaffrey's awesome. The Niners scare the crap out of me. Um, all right, so here's some games for next week as we tear through. Uh, we here's the uh, old. Well, that Debo injury though is worrying. That that is worrisome. You know, Debo with yeah. what is now an MCL and ankle sprain. People thought it was high ankle, which would be bad, but he will probably be back by the end of the year. And you know, Tampa's not or San Francisco's not getting him by, so he'll probably be first round uh, wild card participant. Yeah, I'm assuming they might shut him down to playoffs if if they need him back for a big game. Mm-hmm. Rush him back. Hopefully, they don't need to kind of thing. Um, Brock Purdy, they said day to day. I don't know who the backup is after Purdy. Oh, Josh Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. <coughs> but yeah, Niners certainly got banged up in that one, even though they crushed the Buccaneers. Uh, so we'll see what happens with them. But I want to start with the 
matchup from, I think it was the 2018 playoffs. I'm talking the Philadelphia Eagles go to Chicago, play the Bears. Um, the, the, it was the double joint game. Yes, I'm tearing the Bears down even more. <laughs> they just they, destroyed they the franchise. But, um, no, this one, obviously, uh, the Eagles are kind of going to be running into a Bears defense where all of their good players were sold off weeks ago. And, you know, how many points do you want this week? Uh, Eagles, I'm guessing over 38 again, and the Eagles crush them. The Bears can run, though, man. The Bears can run. And this could get real weird. Uh, You know, this is an Eagles team that has to feel like with the separation they have, even with the Cowboys, they can kind of throttle down a little bit. Maybe this is their trap game. Um, I know they had one against the Colts a couple weeks ago, but, yeah, this – I mean, you know I'm picking the Eagles because I promised I would for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think the Bears are making it interesting. I don't think this is going to be a an absolute drubbing, although I'd okay. be real bummed if I, I'm wrong. Yeah, I do, but uh, would I cheer for the Bears here? Hey, I mean, kind of. I don't think the Vikings have much of a shot I don't, for that number yeah. one seed anymore. But it, well, it I don't would think... certainly make it fun. It certainly give me more excitement. I think the you Eagles really tripped up here a little bit. But. You can't get the number one seed anymore. Well, four games left, and we are down by two. So you technically we could. Uh, you would take down by you have you have lost the head to head. So you'd actually have to beat them out oh, by a game. three. Yeah. So it would have to be straight up. Yeah. One more. I guess one more, and they yeah get by us, and it's just a matter of. And also, you lose with... the head to head with the Cowboys. <laughs> right. No, I'm still saying, yeah, mathematically, mathematically, but yeah. otherwise, yeah, it's pretty much, I'm saying that too, and that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, moving, I don't mean to like heart, you know, just be like salt in the wound. We haven't even talked about that game yet. Yeah, I mean, so, but technically, we could. Technically. Uh, Bengals Buccaneers. Bengals uh, are playing in Tampa. Tampa's got so many problems, and the Buccaneers, or the and the Bengals look like one of the hottest teams in the league too, so... I got Bengals on the road for that one. Yeah, same here. Bengals going in there. Joe Burrow's going to steal Tom Brady's quickening and, you know, hopefully doesn't steal his relationship problems. But, yeah, he's uh, Joe Burrow's the real deal. Tom Brady's scrambling. I, I know it's a home game. I know Buccaneers have done pretty well this year at home games. But, uh, yeah, go Bengals. Um, I don't think we've hit on one yet. No, we got Saturday one's coming up. Um. Falcons at Saints. Okay, I'm throwing this one in here. This is two by team, by mm-hmm. uh, week teams. They did not play this week, so they're coming in play each other at noon. It is all of a sudden the bottom of this division. Yes, the Falcons and the Saints are at the bottom here. Uh, not by much, what, a, a game and two. But um, this one in New Orleans, I'm going to take the Saints at home. It's two it's two bad teams, but it's the NFC South. They know each other. I'm just going to take the home team. If the Falcons win here, if the Falcons win here, that means that the Falcons are 6 and 8. And yeah. if the Buccaneers lose, that means they are tied with the Buccaneers at 6 and 8. That's, that's for this true division. Too. So you can very quickly get out of the cellar. Um, I'm going to take the Desmond Ritter-led Falcons because Desmond Ritter's got two weeks to prepare for the Saints. I know the Saints have got two weeks to prepare for Desmond Ritter, but there's no film on fucking Desmond Ritter. Mm -mm. Yeah, Ritter's first uh, NFL start. Well, other than preseason. There's the preseason stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Give me those those surprise Falcons. That's right. And um, 
There's another yeah. There's another team in there too that could get could get that first round uh, spot from uh, weird. the South. Giants Commanders. This is the Sunday night game. I think believe it got flexed to that after the tie, and their uh, Commanders coming from the bye. The Giants coming from the bad loss. This one in Washington. The last one was the tie. The Commanders came back. I mean, they they come in with the bye. I think the Giants are in a bad spot here to take this one. So I like the Commanders. The Giants have overperformed all year. Um, I think you're right. The Washington Commanders have always had a pretty good defense, especially a really good defensive line. And Taylor Heineke not making a ton of mistakes. Yeah, I got to go Commanders here at home with a week's rest after tying the game up the last time. Yeah, go Commanders, I guess. Yeah. Saquon, yeah, banged up. It's not gonna. It's it's a divisional game. The Giants will not roll over for them, but shit's weird. Commanders at home, prime time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about another game that turned out quite good. Ravens Steelers. Um, this one was one we picked opposite, uh, and it was a two point uh, finish for the Ravens to win it. They were up in this one at half, thirteen to seven. But the Steelers did come back to, uh, oh, they got their last touchdown with two minutes and 30 seconds left and kicked it deep, just didn't get the ball back. How much better is Baltimore than Pittsburgh? Baltimore won this game with their third-string quarterback. Yeah. Third string. That's not good. Huntley. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Brown didn't throw it a ton, uh, but the Ravens just run the shit out of the ball. Um, also, having J.K. Dobbins back is a huge, huge boost to oh, this yeah, Ravens run game. Great game. Oh, he looked great. Um, yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett was out really early, and Mitch Trubisky is just a fucking interception machine. I, who knows how this game would have gone? Tyler Huntley versus uh, Kenny Pickett, but yeah, Steelers are Steelers are done. They'd be very lucky to, to even get 500 this year. Uh, what? Now, I'm trying to catch up to like What happened to Huntley that he didn't finish this game? I think his was a concussion. Concussion. Okay. That sounds about right, yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was for Pickett, too. That was uh, yeah, after, Pickett like, definitely the had first a drive for him. Yeah. So he's in protocol himself. Yeah. Huntley's Tucker already back got, at practice. Right. Okay. Tucker got the record, right? He's now has the most, was like the most uh, field goals in so many. I forget what that record was, but he got it with, like, the second one in the game. Trubisky had a rough, rough afternoon. All three of his interceptions in the red zone. I mean, one of them was, like, a deeper pass, but they were all right there, end zone or right in front of it. And that was really what killed the Steelers was he was just a little too loose with the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's what lost him his job to Kenny Pickett is, you know, you, you can't put this defense in bad positions. This is a really good defense. The Steelers could have won this game. They very yeah. easily could have won this game. Mitch Trubisky lost them this game. Yeah, it was a very tight game. Uh, much more needed for the Ravens, and I think that's how they they pulled out that win. Well, uh, Justin okay, Tucker so, passed Matt Stover. Okay, for, uh, for Ravens most was it points. points. Uh, Ravens points. There it is. Okay, so listen, um, college football's drying up, so Saturday is available now. Time for some Saturday football. Uh, I'm visiting my family this weekend uh, for the holidays, so we get we're gonna sit there and watch football all weekend. So Saturday this week afternoon. <laughs> yep, yeah, we're gonna we do this one so that we can do the local one on the Christmas weekend. Yes, fair. Um, and my parents, you know, 
they're open for whenever we wish to celebrate. <laughs> um, so here we go. Like we're uh, Orthodox. Fuck it. It's in January. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. I'm talking about that one. The uh, 3.30 kickoff. Uh, Central Standard Time. Ravens at Browns. Ravens at Browns is the game. We get an AFC North matchup. Um, I don't know if – I mean, Jackson was like one to three weeks, so I'm going to guess that maybe he's out one more here. Yeah. I think Huntley plays. But Huntley plays probably. And, um, I mean, Deshaun Jackson – Deshaun uh, Jackson. Deshaun Watson looks quite uh, rusty here, as we yeah, said. Yeah, the sex pest, not minute. the racist. <laughs> so – I'm going with the Ravens on the road. They're going to keep that that road uh, uh, streak here going. I mean, I I'm not going to pick opposite yet because I'm not going to pick the fucking Browns <laughs> the way they are mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but it'd be great to you know officially turn this into a losing season for the Cleveland Browns and all. But ran. I mean, I know they're technically still alive in the playoffs, but it's insane. Yeah, go Ravens. Yeah. I think especially with J.K. Dobbins coming back, the run game can take care of it because the Browns rush the passer really well, and I don't think the Ravens are going to give anybody the ball to pass the thing. So, yeah, just run it down their throat. Yeah, yeah. And, then yeah, these two teams know each other well enough, so it comes down to, like, the Ravens will – they need to win it, and they're going to go out there yeah. and do it. Uh, le- okay, so let's talk about the uh, Panthers going all the way across the country and sneaking out a win over the Seahawks, thirty to twenty-four. Uh, Sam Darnold um, surprising some people here. I don't know what his Cubis. plan is, yeah, for the future. But the guy is uh, maybe making an argument that he needs to be uh, given another shot. Uh, Pinero had a good game, three field goals. And then Geno Smith turned the ball over a couple times, but he did through three touchdowns himself. But Panthers started hot. It was 17-0. Uh, Seahawks brought it back. Um, it was a touchdown game at the half, but then 30-17 to Panthers with under two minutes here. So even the end score, not as close kindly, uh, you know, as this game was. Yeah, this is uh, – I guess we can also call this a trap game. Um, <laughs> weirdly, I'm, like – you know, Seattle probably thinking, hey, we're at home. We got a really bad Panthers team coming and visiting us. Um, I I don't think Sam Darnold really looked great. <laughs> I mean, he had threw for just over 50%, didn't even cross 150 yards. Um, mm-hmm. I guess with the rushing, yeah, he did. But, um, you know, this was a Panthers team that surprised the shit out of uh, the Seahawks. And if anybody's making money this year, it should be done to Foreman. Uh, he's yeah. had a fucking great season, and uh, Chuba Hubbard, um, also Hubbard looking pretty fucking good too. This is if this Panthers team can run it, um, you know maybe they hold on to Sam Darnold one more year, and maybe uh, maybe they they keep their current head coach because he's really turned things around for Carolina. Yeah, no, you're right. Darnold, a lot of little short passes, get the ball out of his hands quickly. They don't trust that offensive line, uh, but there's still there. What it showed was there's still some players playing for for Carolina over there. There's still yeah. some players out there that uh, like this coaching staff and that are putting putting a game out there. So that's great uh, for them because, like we are saying about the NFC South, all of a sudden you're in a position where if you keep doing this, yeah. you could just go win it from Tom Brady and those Buccaneers. They're, they're not doing out. any – Yeah, they're doing nothing right now to, to take it. Um, as they probably should be, and they're in a bad situation where they could certainly keep dropping these things. An um, NFC South team is going to host a playoff game. 
Yeah. And it, okay, so here's the Panthers in a very interesting one this week. All right, before I move on, Seahawks were missing their top two running backs. Uh, Dallas and uh, the rookie Walker were out of this one. So those mm. were big losses for them. Maybe that's part of the reason they get healthy. Maybe Seattle can still turn this around, you know, do, get back in the playoff race because that was a big old loss for them to have them now uh, on the outside looking in of the uh, playoff seating for the NFC. Yeah. Where, where I want to lead this to is the Panthers playing at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. All of a sudden, this might be a winnable game. Maybe the Panthers can keep this uh, fun thing going. Uh, it gave me pause a little bit on what I want to pick. I think I like Pittsburgh's defense a little bit better in this situation, though, so I'm going to go Pittsburgh on the road. It's just kind of fun to think that, yeah, the Panthers won this and the Buccaneers slipped up that the Panthers could be talked about as the top of this division when, oh, man, they looked like – I mean, they fired their coach first one out of the gate here this year. So Mitch Trubisky looked so fucking bad that if Mitch Trubisky is starting this game, I'm yeah, – that's a good point. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Steelers team. I'm – I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go Steelers because I think Kenny Pickett apparently is going to start. Um, I'm seeing that. Yeah, because he, he said QB oh. was cleared to continue. Okay. Um, but they just wanted to be cautious with the kids. So, yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, yeah, but you're right. It's going to be kind of a weird one. It's uh, two teams that are probably not going to be in the playoffs this year, uh, uh, outside conference teams. Do they don't know each other well? Anything could happen. Um, and then a Thursday night football game that I'm gonna be watching with some intent. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Look, we talk about the Niners being banged up. We talk about how tough it is to win on the road in a short week. Um, but then you've got a Seahawks team that is certainly slipping of late, and uh, really? maybe. Yeah, maybe you could say what we said about the Giants, that they played above their skis uh, the la- beginning of this season, and it's kind of coming down to earth. I mean, no one thought Geno Smith, no one thought these this team was going to do as good as they were. So even if they slipped up here and even didn't make the playoffs, you'd be like, ah, that's too bad. They were in a good spot, but it is the Seahawks. Um, oh, man, but I want them to trip up the Niners here so bad, so bad because the Niners scare me. It's... It's stupid to think it. I mean, I'm thinking of a second seed in the NFC, and for that to matter much anymore, you gotta win in the first round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I shouldn't, I shouldn't be uh, sweating stuff that is way, 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 way down the road here. But it for the Vikings to have like a Super Bowl path, a, a nice, clean, easy Super Bowl path, the Seahawks winning this game would be a big old help. But I think even on the road that Niners defense is so good right now that it doesn't matter who plays quarterback they're gonna they're gonna win unfortunately yeah evidently it doesn't matter who plays quarterback <laughs> so no kidding uh yeah i got to take big cock brock on the road um or <laughs> um a hot dog vendor dressed up in a 49ers uniform with one of those like you know cloth helmets starting at quarterback i would still take the niners <laughs> Uh, because they're fucking really, really good on defense. Just hand the ball off. That's all you got to do. You got, like, yeah. multiple fucking weapons. You'll be fine. Don't turn it over, and you'll be fine. Ah, but it is Thursday. It's a short week. I don't know. It's in Seattle. It's a divisional game. 
San Fran's not that far. I know it's not. No. Okay. So, uh, why am I sweating the Niners? Well, because the Vikings tripped up and lost in Detroit 23 to 34. We didn't pick it. Didn't see it coming. No. I mean, a little bit, a little bit on the horizon. Now it makes sense. Um, in a game where Kirk cousins had his best game of the season, maybe of his Vikings career, 425 yards passing, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had a career game, 11 catches, 223 yards. It doesn't matter when you have one of the worst defenses in the league, apparently. Uh, Fifth game in a row where they've given up over 400 yards of total offense to the other team. Goff threw three touchdowns, two of them wide open, guys – uh, deep passes. Well, actually, the second one would be he beat a guy, but I think Harrison Smith didn't play this game. I think he wasn't there to fix some of those spots. And uh, the Lions offense, who can put up points, we knew they could. They put up 34 in this one, and that's asking too much from the Vikings here. Yeah, 23 points isn't quite enough. Um, yeah, Kirk had a great game. Justin Jefferson is probably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. But aren't you kind of happy that the Detroit Lions are so fun right now? I know you can't you can't enjoy this game, but isn't right. it fucking crazy how far the Detroit Lions have come? If know? I if if we already had the division sewn up, you do because I'm a well because I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, and we know until the clock reads zeros. And I thought this heading into this one, it was like. Because what if we trip up with the Colts here this week and, and lose all five sudden, straight? Well, I mean, you're right. At that point, it deserved to not even, you know, go anywhere. But you'd still be a wild card team. <laughs> yeah, there's still there's some there's some weird st- stuff that could happen, and you don't want any of that to, you, to go wrong. But you can lose no, five I'm, straight and still make the playoffs. What is amazing here is that the Lions are playing better than maybe a uh, half the teams that will end up in the playoffs. And they might not. And they still probably won't make it. I mean, they're still going to need a lot of help oh, yeah. to kind of crawl back into it. Well, the Giants um, are the Giants are declining. Giants are helping. Yeah, Giants yeah. are certainly helping. CX are certainly helping. The Lions have already beaten the Giants. Uh, that was an impressive one there. So the Lions can beat these good teams. And there's no reason why they couldn't run the table of what they have left, honestly, if you look at it. Uh, so big ups for the Lions. Yeah. Um, I there's I mean I think I don't think Justin Jefferson stepped out of bounds but that we got a <laughs> touchdown later in that drive sure like a minute and a half later so that doesn't change yeah, that's, much that wasn't doing it if Cook doesn't drop that weird uh, try to throw fumble at the goal line I mean that was a another they they spun over to a touchdown so it was like a two touchdown flip there you know, listen the Vikings play all their best stuff when it's a one score game and the Lions did. We did what they needed to do to make sure it was two score there at the end. So congrats to them. They took care of it. That um, that Penesul, like, uh, yeah. catch at I the mean, end. I mean, he was going in motion. It was just, I don't know, it, I guess hindsight again seemed <laughs> Did obvious. you watch the linebacker go like, God, please, no. Yeah. <laughs> he felt full momentum Penesul, and he's like, no, Jesus. And then oh, just boy. you can see him, like, hold up, and he's like, ah, fuck, he's going out for a pass. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. He fooled him. All right. Well, congrats then to the Lions. Uh, the Vikings need to uh, get right on Saturday at noon. They're playing the Colts. 
uh, in Minnesota, though. At least we get to go back home. Um, this is a Colts team that just kind of want to run it on our defense all game, and I think if, uh, you know, with Dalvin Tomlinson being healthy and back last week and things like that, I feel like the bigger weakness is that secondary that's banged up and been spun around with a bunch of different corner packs all year. So maybe we line up better. You just got to kind of take the lead early on him and make Matt Ryan sit back there and try to pass him, pass the Colts out of it. And I think they can do that. So I'm going to take my Vikings to get my blood pressure down (laughs) and get us that North championship for the first time since uh, 2017. Matt Ryan's pointing into Vikings. Matt Ryan is fucking washed. Um, Mm. I like Matt Ryan. I like him as a person. He seems like a cool dude. But he shouldn't be playing NFL quarterback anymore, and I think the Vikings will prove that and get him out of the league. Um, So here's what I'm hoping we're both right. Uh, Moving right along, let's talk about uh, what is a big game in the AFC East, but... uh, not big in terms of stats. Uh, Jets, Bills. Jets, 12. Bills, 20. What I got in here was, well, Josh Allen had two touchdowns. He threw one, rushed one. Bills were up 7 nothing at the half. Look, there's not any stats of note in this one. There was a lot of punts, no. a lot of just hanging on for dear life. Both these teams knew the type of game it was going to be, and they played it to that T. It's just Buffalo was at home, and they, they got in the end zone more. Can we talk about that, uh, was it Matt Milano uh, hitting Mike White? Oh, yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Dude, (laughs) powdered, powderized his ribcage. It was the hardest clean hit I've seen in a long time. I I keep watching the replay of it, and I feel it. That's how hard of a hit that was. The fact that that fucking kid came back into the game, like, Zach Wilson lost this fucking job, dude. He lost this job, and it's clear as day. This is Mike White's team, barring major collapse or Antonio Brown level incident. Well, Flacco, I mean, Flacco was the backup. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he didn't look good either. Yeah. Um, I think Flacco came right in and threw an interception. Am I I crazy? Uh, No. He didn't have an interception. Flacco didn't have an interception, but he was just one for three for a yard. Oh, okay. Um, Mike White had the interception and he was also yeah i mean it wasn't a great game for him but bills kind of have his number um he's bills a good team he, uh, white still showed more than what wilson has uh, i agree with absolutely. you absolutely he still keeps it but the bills yeah we're gonna take this one in the bad weather at home uh these are two very good defenses um uh, buffalo missing von miller a little bit he's i think so be back yeah it, he'll be out he's out for the year acl yeah it's not something that's going to get any easier for him, but I don't know. The Bills have their their tough, I mean, road ones coming from this. But there's so still we'll 10 they wins. Go. They've got a pretty good lead now in the AFC East. Um, yeah. I know they've got a, a head-to-head with the Dolphins this week, but I think if they clean up the Dolphins, it's over. You know, that's All their divisional home games are left, yeah. yeah. So they get to clear those up. Um, the Jets are at home. They got the Lions coming over. This is one of the more interesting games of the week. Lions are red hot. This one I've gone back and forth with Dan all uh, all week, um, day long since I've been doing my picks. I don't know where Mike White is in health-wise, and I think that's where I'm going to take the Lions on the road here. But 
the, the Jets, I think, are a very good team. I think their defense matches up well where they might keep the Lions kind of controlled on offense here, especially if it's in New York, especially if the weather is a, a factor kind of thing. But the Lions have a nice, like, two-headed, some way, three-headed running back setup. So the Lions will probably take it here because the Jets are just a little more banged up. I, I agree that the Jets are more banged up, but it is a home game, and the mm-hmm. Jets need this desperately to stay alive in the playoffs. Because they are on the road, uh, I'm not taking the Lions. I'm going to pick the Jets at home to go 8-6 uh, and six and start to solidify their playoff position. God, that was, I, was, I had the Jets picked. I've slipped it there, but I hope you're right, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to like fully uh, cheer against the Lions, but even if the Vikings slip up, that would help us out, so take care of that um all right let's talk about sunday night dolphins chargers this one was uh kind of surprising chargers took care of business the the end score was 17 to 23 but the chargers were a little bit more in control than even that score shows um tua had a rough game he did throw one touchdown uh tyreek hill though got two touchdowns i mean i want to question that fumble recovery oh no that's no that's legit is it that was one of the weirdest things that's a legit Um, one tossed it out there to him whatever um herbert looked amazing though in this game 367 and touchdown i mean you watch him sometimes late in these games he's just stepping in front of these into these passes and every time they're looking impressive fucking Uh, rifle on that kid yeah they did kick a lot of field goals but again the dolphins offense just really couldn't figure out a way to get things going um what would i write down dolphins field goal from 55 oh yeah 55 yards out uh to at the end of this game and then try the onside kick which they almost got back so maybe we'd be talking about a wild comeback for the dolphins but they just kind of waited too long to try to make that comeback yeah i mean it- once again, Miami is still in a better position than the Chargers. The Chargers are not in the playoff picture right now. But, man, isn't the AFC fucking wild this year, dude? Like, yeah, that bottom of the AFC. Again, like last year, there's going to be a handful of those teams like fighting for the the last few there's spots. There's three teams at 7-6 and six right now. It's the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Jets. The Dolphins are 8-5, and five, and the Dolphins are going against the Bills this week. So things are about to get very, very tasty there at the bottom of uh, of the AFC playoff picture. The Bengals feel good. It feels like Bengals, Ravens, no matter what, you know, both of those teams are going in. But Dolphins, Patriots, Chargers, Jets, ugh, uh, the fucking uh, the music's gonna stop for two of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll have to see who they are. The the Chargers, a lot of injuries, but they pulled this one out. Um, they have Justin Mike Herbert, Williams. though. Yep, Herbert, Mike Williams back on the field. You got a touchdown. Eckler is uh, the fantasy stud of the year, it seems. He's had a great year. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, the Chargers moving for here. The Dolphins also now. Oh, boy, this is uh, some slipping that's happened of late. They yep. seem like a much different team on the road than at home. And they probably, looking at that division, good chances a lot of stuff on the road for the playoffs. Did you hear they brought space heaters with them? Yeah, to a game in L.A., it was at night, but it was supposed to be like 55 on the outside. Yeah, good luck going to Buffalo at any point in time after November 1st. Like, well, guess 
That's this week. I guess we'll just transfer that one. Dolphins at Bills, Saturday night. Yeah, and that's what would be like 25-something now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm taking Buffalo because I think that's what it is. I think the Dolphins are a very good team if uh, they were playing indoors or in a nice sunny day. Or, hey, super, super hot. They probably are (laughs) set up for that. Yeah, super hot. I mean, the Buffalo Bills wear lined jerseys. So, yeah, they're not not doing real well in Miami. Um, So I'm taking Buffalo. I'm I'm taking taking Buffalo Buffalo. in this very big one. Uh, Saturday night. We got a Saturday night. divisional matchup yeah buffalo is not hot but like i said this this cements the division for them you know in my mind and then another really interesting one two teams that uh are looking at playoff hopes starting to diminish and the last one we have to pick for week 15 titans at chargers um it is in la again there was a the the uh, dolphins chargers game was one of the least watched Sunday night games in a long, long time. And it's just because those two fan bases, you know, they yeah. got better things to do on a on an, in an evening. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. You live in Miami, which means every woman around you is more attractive than any football game. <laughs> and you live in fucking L.A. and you don't give a shit about the Chargers anyway. So, yeah, there's not a lot of attraction there. I The yeah. Tennessee fans are really great, but it's not a great Tennessee team and it's not like they travel real well. Right. Um, I'm, I'm liking chargers here. I think the chargers and Herbert take care of business at home. Yeah. I think the home situation is, is a huge thing for the chargers. Uh, although because no one says that, <laughs> yeah, it's just cause they don't have to travel. That's all. It's just yeah. the logistics. Yeah. It has nothing to do with fan support. That's um, true. It's just, Hey, I don't have to get on a plane this week. That's pretty nice. You know, I can drive in from my house. So I'm going to go chargers, but the Titans also don't need this. You know, like the rest, the Jaguars are really the only comer right now. You know, the Colts feel dead and, you know, obviously the Texans are eliminated. But, yeah, I feel like the Titans are started to ease up and maybe you're prepping for playoffs. It's it's strange. <laughs> At seven and six. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's there's only four more games to go. You just have to pick up one or two and hope the, hope the Jaguars lose to the Cowboys and you're fucking sailing. Yeah, now you got the bottom of the uh, AFC East looking at the Titans like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) How dare Um, you? Those are our picks uh, for the week. Uh, We got a handful of them that are opposite this week, and and that is because I'm I'm picking ahead of Dan here for maybe just the second time this year. I am at 124 in picks, and Dan's at 123. We are very even this late, uh, just as our teams are. Yeah. And our 10 and 3 records themselves. wins. Um, yeah, Dan. I mean, looking at the uh, the playoff picture, it's hard to not you know be peeking at it when both of our teams have double digit wins here. But um, there's so much. There's still four games left to play. Um, I'm not got... playing for anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're the fifth seed. That's the way it's gonna go. We're the fucking fifth seed. Uh, Eagles are gonna be the number one seed. Blah 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 blah. blah. We're probably gonna beat them so. on. You know, it doesn't matter. We, I think we're Vikings are looking at two or three. Uh, there's a very good chance we could s- slip up and end up in the third and the Niners go ahead of us. But, again, that only matters if we win, Niners win, and then we have to go to San Francisco instead of they came to Minnesota in the second yeah. round. That that obviously would love it for more being that way, but, God dang it, if the Niners are this scary with Brock Purdy, there's other problems. There really is. Yeah. You just got it's the Niners, and if that defense is that good, they're going to travel into Minnesota fine too. So I don't know. 
Um, and then, heck, you got the AFC. The Bengals could beat anybody. They're going to play uh, the Bills still left uh, in Cincinnati in a couple of weeks. And the Bills have a bunch of more games left of their division. They still got the Patriots to play. They still got they the Dolphins this week. We got ourselves a little fun race to the end here, Dan. Yeah. Bengals are a five seed with a chance at the number one seed mm-hmm. with a direct head-to-head against the Chiefs. So who fucking knows? Or the Bills, but yes. No, no, no. I'm saying they, they beat the Chiefs. Oh, they already beat the Chiefs. That's so right. they the already beat the Chiefs. If they beat the Chiefs and they beat the Bills and they finish with the same record as the Bills and the Chiefs, they're the number one seed. Yeah. Which is weird because they might actually wind up being the number one seed. They could be the number one seed tiebreaker, but lose the tiebreaker to the Ravens. Isn't that fucking oh, bizarre? Yeah. And then the Ravens take the division and, and the Bills but don't and get the, the number Chiefs one seed. say yeah. thank you very much. Yes. Yes. And we've seen that happen before. Yeah. And I love it when it does because that gets some wild stuff happening. Speaking of wild stuff, Dan, we've got to wrap up the show. So I'm going to give you some crazy stats and we can tell everybody to thank for listening to and to please come back. So uh, here's what we got for this week. Crazy stats. Yep. Um, there's uh, – oh, I'll start here. With a Lions win and a Bears loss, the Lions will be guaranteed to not finish last place in the NFC North, and that is uh, currently tied for the longest streak in the league at tw- since 2017. <sighs> Them and the Jaguars have finished dead last in their divisions. Hey, hey, Jaguars breaking it too. Jaguars should break theirs, yeah. yeah. Um, no, Jaguars have. It's it's clinched. I think they already have, yeah. yeah. And then we've got uh, oh Tyreek Hill now, the only player in the Super Bowl area to score 50-plus yard touchdowns five different ways, receiving, rushing, kick, punt return, and now fumble return. He's fast. He's really, really fast. Yeah, just get the ball in his hands in open field. Um, also, both South divisions now have no team with a positive point differential after 14 weeks. <laughs> Interesting you bring up point differential, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, point differential. Well, point differential is a silly thing. Now the Vikings, first team in NFL history with 10 wins and a negative point differential. That is a crazy stat in negative itself. Negative one. Negative one. Yeah, right negative one right now. And then finally, Dan, here's one. I'll I, I save this one for last if you could take a guess. Who is the only team in the league right now to have turned the ball over every game? Cowboys? Nope. <laughs> I feel like we have. Yeah. Um, It's got to be the Raiders then. It wasn't. Oh, really? Who was it? The Seattle Seahawks. Huh? Playing fast <laughs> and loose. Pete Carroll. Big dick energy. He doesn't care. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's what it is. Those are my crazy stats. That's what we have here for uh, for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for for listening. Dan, can you please uh, uh, wrap it up with the parting words of wisdom? Things are getting a little tight here in the AFC and the NFC. There's nothing is secured. This late in the season, only one team has actually secured even a playoff berth, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Everything else is up for grabs. Every other team could miss the playoffs. Uh, these 10-win teams could miss the playoffs, technically, in the AFC and NFC. Isn't that fucking bonkers? Uh, we are going to know a lot more at the end of this weekend um, about the way everything's going to go. This is 
probably the biggest weekend for the rest of the year. Week 16, week 17, you're going to start seeing uh, small differentiations, but this is a huge one. So you got, you know, Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays. You got four days this week to watch quality fucking football. So enjoy it. And Christmas is coming soon. Yeah. So you can, you have a perfect excuse to uh, completely ignore your family. It's Who needs an excuse? (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another another episode of the Push Off Podcast. I am Scott. And this is Dan. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.